Guess who has a bard? It's season four of World Walkers. Hopscotch is a bard on season four of World Walkers with Layla, Harold, and Dyson. They'll stop the bad guys or die trying. Let's see what's in store on season four of World Walkers. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly D&D podcast where those who can walk between the dreaming and the waking step into their roles as the dreamwalkers. The dreamwalkers have battled both art and heritage and even made a few new friends along the way. But now the group finds themselves face to face with a painting of the demon that once ravaged the world of Menroth for centuries, and the demon's eyes have settled on the group. Jess isn't able to join us today, and Shannon's going to be missing a little bit of the game so far, but we've got Wes, we've got Callie, what up? we've got Nathan, and uh, <laughs> do you want to tell Wes a little bit about your character to catch him up? Yeah, so my name is Wesley. Hall. I play Harold. <laughs> Nathan, do you want to tell Wes a little bit about your character to catch him up? Wes, perfect. Me first. The local guard in Janzibar. I'm a I'm a paladin, son of a cleric of some renown who passed. I'm, I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Shit happens. Frankie <laughs> was running the game, so that's what happens. It's understandable. <laughs> oh man. I kind of forgot what was what happened in that game. Wait, what? Uh, you ran it, and we had a really good time, and we <gasps> met with. Uh, what is your traveling group of? I don't. And anyway, so we get sent uh, off world, and at, at this point, after uh, many battles and. A uh, really cool story up to that point. We get sent off world where Frankie takes over because now it's a new world. So we can do a new DM for a while. And Pedro wants to play first fucking game sh- session. Frankie cacks me. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. He rolled really well. Like I got attacked. I was a war cleric. I was, you know, basically a frontline fighter. Um, and he like critted me and it was just all she wrote. And it was, I was just like, really one game into it, dude, this is how you feel about me. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. All right, so initiative. Harold? 17. Layla? 16. Vernon? 12. And that's it. Whew, it's been a tough fight. And with that, you watch as the painting kind of stretches, and then you can feel the heat coming from the landscape as this huge, red-skinned, leathery demon puts one hoof out and then the other and then you watch as its wingspan kind of stretches and fills the room almost and as it does this kind of like heat emanates from its body and you can see like flames burst to life and start whipping around it it looks like if you're gonna get anywhere near it you have a danger of being uh, kind of sucked in and devoured by the flames and as it comes in it pulls its breath in and then there's a spark and then there's flames that erupt as it breathes out and we didn't really establish a positioning order so so Nathan you're fucked no 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 so (laughs) it's going to we're going to figure out which two of you are together so I need uh we're going to say Wes is one, Callie's two, and uh, Nathan's three. 
the flames are only coming for Vernon. Nobody else is standing next to him. I called it. So take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're fine. What uh, a gift so, for you, <laughs> Vernon. You need to make a deck save. Oh, my strong point. Fourteen. Fourteen. So that's just enough. Oh, you kind yeah, of put yeah. your shield up, and then you roll to the side as these flames race along the floor, and then come up and try to engulf you. But you successfully uh, avoid the entirety of the flame. Nice. And then after that, it's Harold. So this whole time in the Heritage Wing, Harold has just been slowly reading all the placards and has missed everything. So he walks into the room behind everyone and looks up. He's terrified. (laughs) (laughs) But he also, uh, you know, like taking in the sight and thinking of his own history with creatures who do this to other creatures. And the fact that this is not the first painting he's necessarily fought today. Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, I would use my bonus action to declare that as my enemy. So one creature you can see within 30 feet. Yep. I feel like I can see it. Uh, I feel like I can see it. See, I feel yeah. like I can <laughs> see it. Where does it at? So yeah, Harold's going to use his player warrior skill and take the shot. He spins the chamber. The magic rushing sound comes up and he shoots for just right in between the eye. 20. That's a hit. 18. So there's that explosion of magic, and then it um, it doesn't get quite into the head. Like, he stands at his full height, and you catch him right in the chest. But he is, uh, you have his complete attention now. Um, and that's force damage. I don't know if that matters. It means he won't be resisting it. So, yeah, maybe he would just shoot, and he would stare him down. Your days of destroying worlds ends now. And then he would silently say to his little, uh, his, his little frog, Rush, protect me. <laughs> <laughs> and it just stares at you. <laughs> he understands. Well. <laughs> Layla? Um, Layla's just like, what the devil? And she's going <laughs> to cast a moonbeam. All right. Yeah, you can see, like, it's almost like midnight itself is starting to, like, slowly form above him in part. And you can see the beginnings of, like, the edge of the moon. And then Vernon? Oh, man, I'm really torn on what to do. Uh, Give it a hug. Have you tried attacking? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You paladin It's a jerk thing to say. Yeah, pally shaming. (laughs) I'm going to raise up my shield and yell, Father, protect me, and cast protection from evil on myself. And then just sort of post up in between myself and the party members and the demon. It's a new round, and it's its turn again. And it takes damage, makes a con save. So the moonbeam breaks through the uh, the sky that's starting to form above him, and then crashes into him, and he's not able to pull away. And then how much damage is it? Ten. And then on its turn, it is going to step up to Vernon and... Instantly, the flames surround it and engulf you from the damage. Okay. Yeah, you watch as it kind of pulls its arms down, and then you watch as flames ignite from its talons, and then it pulls back, and the demon's getting ready to try to rip your throat out. Is it actually a fiend? If it is a fiend, it has disadvantage because of the protection. Yep. Yeah, you watch as he swings and just wildly misses you, but then... Sucks in its breath once again, and then immediately disperses its breath through just raw flames, and then make a deck save. Jesus Christ. 
19. All right, so once again, you put your shield up and you kind of shift out of the way and you're safe. Those good rolls are only going to last so long. (laughs) (laughs) Harold? Uh, I'll take another shot. That is a 17. 17? Uh, No, so you fire off and you watch as it wraps its wings around itself and just the bullet crashes and splashes against it. Curses. Layla? Uh, I'm gonna shoot a little thorn whip out at him. Ooh, 25. Ooh, that's a hot one damage. All right, so there's suddenly this, like, kind of almost like naturistic vein bursts out, and you watch as very quickly, um, kind of, it's become surrounded by, like, bark and other kind of plant like textures. And then, whoosh, it, it does hit him. He doesn't seem concerned. Um, I'll shillelagh just in case. Then um, you kind of stretch your arm out, and then you watch as, like, roots and flowers and vines wrap around and strengthen your quarterstaff. And then Vernon. Well, yeah, I'm going to try to hit him. I'm going to step forward and uh, swing mightily. You just push past the wings he was using as a shield and then drive your blade into him. And it looks like he's not, I mean, he looks like he's not even affected. Guys, I think we have this one in the back. It's going (laughs) great. Yeah, he kind of leans forward, just (laughs) just kind of cackles at the notion that he would try to hurt him. New round, it's turn. He takes more damage unless he makes a con save. And he passes. Okay, so eight. Nice. From there... He's going to take off. He almost lifts off the ground, and it's almost like he's leaping with one jump as his wings flap as he's going for uh, Harold. Bring it, jump. Um, also, if you guys have to revive me later, I <laughs> please take back that bring it, jump. Uh, only include that in words. the podcast if I win. <laughs> 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 yep, yeah, so you watch as it flies uh, forward lands in front of Harold and then drives its claws into his chest and it does nine damage like slashes across your chest and then a half second later as the wounds explode in flames for another three damage and then he leans forward and looks like he's getting ready to taunt you or something and I need you to make a deck save instead uh, 16 after seeing what kept happening to Vernon, <laughs> um, you're able to anticipate, successfully roll out of the way a little bit as the flames once again crash into the floor and try to come up and engulf you. And at this point, now you can make a perception check. 21. After that is, well, it's Harold. So I gotta send you something. Harold would narrow his eyes um, and say, your days of destroying worlds ends today. I probably shouldn't have used days, days, back to back. Anyways, can't <laughs> workshop it now. It's done. Um, nothing says I don't like you like a shot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah, he would say it and then he would just stand there still like bleeding fresh from these burning wounds and just would aim the gun right there and pull the trigger. <laughs> So disadvantage and firing in melee. 
Yes. Okay. Well, it, I rolled a two and a four. So you know what? Even with advantage, it dealer's choice. Sad. <laughs> dealer's <laughs> choice. Uh, yeah. So that's plus nine. So eleven. Yeah. You try to line up a shot, and immediately his wings rise up and knock your aim off. And then after that is Layla. Okay, I'm going to move the moonbeam, because you said this room's only like 60 feet, right? So the moonbeam definitely come move to him. And then after that, it's Vernon. Yeah, I'm going to close rank with it and try to go at it again. Get it from behind. Get it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 13? 13? No, the wings immediately rise up and block you. He doesn't even turn around to look at you. And then it's a new round. It's turn. Takes the moonbeam. Uh, it passed. So, 19. So, 9. All right. So, once again, that moonbeam just, it, it it's moved across the floor. And it's kind of almost, like, left like an impression. Like, not exactly like burns, but you can definitely see where it's been as it moves across the floor. And then it erupts on him. And he looks very angry. And kind of, his, his eyes kind of fall upon you this time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyone in the area in front of him or behind him, which is Vernon and uh, Harold, um, you immediately take three damage. Okay, so these three points of damage, I imagine I probably have to make a concentration check. Yeah. Oh, bitch. Okay. It's DC 10, right? Yeah. Okay, I only hit a seven, so. All right, so then, yeah, you just feel that protection just kind of shatter and fail you after that. It's going to keep itself under control. And it's going to go after Harold again. If it kind of sees it looking at Layla, Harold would be like, what kind of demon cannot even have flames that burn the landscapes around us? It quickly turns around at you and it's going <laughs> all out. Yes. Taunt it. Also, that was, that's the hint I perceive. One wild swing and then you need to uh, make a deck save. 18. And you once again roll out of the way and then you can see as like it stares at you and it's kind of breathing and it's fueled with this rage and then you watch as something kind of pushes against the chest and moves forward almost as if something is reaching out through the chest and then snaps back in and after that it's Harold. What secrets do you hold in there? Yeah, I would disengage and then kind of scoot back, knowing that, like, I can't get a good shot on it from there. And I would say there's something in its chest. Are you staying in this area, or are you going back down the hall now? I would only leave the area if it, if, it, if I thought it gave me combat advantage in some way. Like, it can't jump as high, or it can't squeeze through something. Like He hasn't yet shown any advantage to being in a more open space. Is the ceiling's, like, super high? Can he just, like, fly up and then spit flames down? Is this going to become, like, a Contra level? <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility, but he hasn't done it yet. I would lead him away, maybe with that thought being in mind. Like, if I can clip him to the ground, knowing he has wings and that's an advantage. If I can move him away and that keep him to the ground, yeah, I have an ad- we have an advantage there, keeping him low. Hopefully it, it looks more heroic than it sounds at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I bravely ran away from the battle. So <laughs> Robin bravely ran away. Vernon. I'm going to try to divine smite him this time. Please roll good. Hey, there we go. Uh, 23. It would be sort of that same, uh, like the same golden light would light up the sword as I hit him. Uh, but if he's a fiend, I get a, actually get an extra 1d8. Correct. So attack four more on. Well, that's the problem. Ah! Is that you attack him, 
and you're waiting for the kind of the swelling of energy as you're getting ready to smite this terrible fiendish beast. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel that energy rise up inside you. Hmm. You expected more of an impact. You expected him to really reel from this attack. And instead, he doesn't even seem to notice Mm -hmm. that it's anything more than just a powerful attack. He's just paint. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes full circle. (laughs) All right. It's a new round. And... He takes off towards Layla immediately. Moonbeam. First thing first, um, you have to take th- uh, three damage, Vernon. Oh, my heart. He uh, succeeds the saving throw. You watch as he just kind of brings his wings up. It looks like he just purposefully shrugs off the spell. Okay, it's 13 damage, so six. And he actually flies with like You watch the wings flap, and there's oh, this no. huge gust of air from the blowback, and then... He lands right in front of you, towers over him. He's almost 20 feet tall, and you can hear him just kind of (laughs) start to laugh. And then Mm -hmm. the first thing he does is he tries to drive his talons into you. She's just, like, shaking, holding her staff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So nine damage, and then after the slash, there's this explosion of fire that rakes across for three more damage. And then after that, he pulls in a breath and then he can make a deck save. You can do it. Natural 20. Yeah. You roll out of the way as well. And then give me a perception check. 18. Especially as you've kind of been hearing what other people are saying, maybe you were ready for the fire to feel like it was burning you from the inside. It did hurt. It just doesn't feel like fire doesn't feel like you're being like boiled alive okay and then right after that you can watch as his skin stretch two or three different places trying to reach you ah. and he looks like he's in anguish at this point and now it's Harold's turn um I've just realized that we're like fighting a metal bands like <laughs> the stage set up for like Snooze Priest back there. An album cover or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's come to life. Oh, Devil with something coming out of his chest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find the metal band and kill them, and that way the roadie will be free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, now that I'm far enough away, you know, do my planar warrior and be like, you know, like, hey, jackass over here. <laughs> <laughs> and take this shot um, at his back. Roll the Brummelstone die. <laughs> it's 23. Uh, and that does 12 damage. All right. So, yeah, you take the shot. There's an explosion of arcane energy in its back. And part of its back is missing now. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a hole all the way from its back to its front. So we can see through it or we can just see its inside? You can see right through it see it basically fired through and if the bullet would have uh, been a little more accurate it would have taken Layla with it <laughs> and so you can kind of see parts of her face terrified as she looks through the hole as well <laughs> and it starts to rage you seem to be a shell of your former self <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wesley auditioning for the part of Hopscotch <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hopscotch isn't here. I we we were talking um, while we were walking through, and, and he gave me all his best lines. So. <laughs> <laughs> Layla, um, she is going to 
poke that hole. Wait. <laughs> poke, poke that hole. Uh, she doesn't like getting hurt, so she don't go into a black bear to soak up some of that damage. Yeah. I do like the idea that you would turn into like a little cat that like jumps through the hole and runs off. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sees hole jumps through. Yeah. Right, I think, oh, yeah. she could turn into a tiger and then it'd be like a ring of fire. Nice. <laughs> kind of carnival. Siegfried. <laughs> yes. <gasps> I love where this is going. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, so you're going to back up, put your, uh, like you're ready to put your hands against the wall, but it said it's your paws. Mm-hmm. As you couldn't bear it anymore. <laughs> as you've uh, <laughs> fully transformed. And then I'll pull that moonbeam over to it again. Yep. Bonus action. It does pass. 12 damage, so six. And then you watch as the moonbeam shifts, moves, crashes over, and then it, the moonbeam, the light of the moonbeam, kind of expands and engulfs a large amount of this demon. And then there's a extru- there's this pulse of light, and it's gone. Huh? Well played, lady. Well, d- thank you. I- Yes, I did it. Mm-hmm. You're a bear. All I heard was... Oh, rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it turned her into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear, from inside the moonbeam almost, you hear... As there's this weird kind of sick suckling noise. And then coming out of the moonbeam from different directions are these black inky tendrils and you hear this scream as there's a mix of that same kind of almost beautiful uh, aura that stretches out Uh, the same kind of aura as you've been seeing racing along embracing hopscotch at one point Um, it's that same light and every time it tries to stretch and get out you watch as it explodes and just into like more inky darkness and before too long it feels like it's lost itself to whatever this black inky substance is and then tendrils shoot out grab onto a wall and pull itself out and it falls to the ground kind of suckling before it pulls itself up and for some of you you've seen this before this is the same thing that you first witness happen almost back when you were at the forest. It's this kind of terrible shifting blackness with this kind of sheen to it that stretches out as whatever it once was has now given birth to this. I don't like the word suckling just for future reference. (laughs) (laughs) Vernon. So there's just a puddle of gloop on the ground now? It's like this black inky substance that is growing. So you said there's a lot of paintings and stuff in the area. No, no, just oh, that was the only painting. Painting, yeah. Okay, which is empty now. There's nothing to it. It's just a blank canvas. Okay, I do. I do like the idea that they're like, what goes good with this demon painting? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) leave it in this room. No one will come here. But in case. Look, it was donated. We have to display it. The donor really wanted it shown off. They'd be pissed if we didn't. <laughs> They'd be pissed. Wanna... They've donated a lot to this museum. Like, <laughs> Gotta make it feel special. I want to yeah. run over to the canvas. Mm-hmm. 
rip it down and light it on fire. All right. Like wrap it around my sword and sort of make a makeshift tor- torch. Yep. So yeah, you you rush over there and you take the canvas and just quickly wrap it as well as you can and then light it on fire and <laughs> this huge flame erupts from it. But the canvas is not going to last like this. It's not made to. I understand. Yep. He's like, it's your round. It's your turn. Uh, the to- the canvas immediately goes out. What do you <laughs> like? No. <laughs> yeah. So this huge, gross, inky blackness kind of like stretches itself out, and then once it witnesses both of you, you see it kind of bubbling, and then it almost settles. And what happens next is that it kind of grows and then three different tendrils shoot out the length of the room, however far is necessary, to try to drill itself into each of you. Oh boy. Keep your tendrils to yourself. Vernon and Layla, you're able to either deflect or roll out of the way, but one of those tendrils is able to race forward and pierce the shoulder of Harold. It pierces you for 12 damage. And then it's about to pull itself towards you. Harold, your turn. It's considered in, uh, in melee with you. Uh, yeah, Harold, you know, like, tentacle tendril goes into its shoulder and he sees it coming for him and he loads up his shot and he looks at it and he goes, my name is Harold. Don't forget it. It's 20... That's a hit. 16 force damage. He said horse damage. Horse <laughs> damage. Like, okay, Nay. Frank. <laughs> I've thrown one horse at it. We all know one horse being thrown at anything does 16 horse damage. <laughs> it will not sing tonight. That's the other Ooh, version of horse. The other horse. <laughs> yes. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you fire off your shot and pierces it. It kind of like twists and bubbles and then... Harold, you watch as it explodes, like it almost was destroyed by your shot, as it quickly coats the entirety of the room, and before you know it, you find yourself back in that same darkness that you were in when the world once fell apart. Vernon and Layla, you watch as Harold seems to start to become a, like afraid of something, but you're not sure what's what because his shot was incredible and it looks like it almost destroyed the creature. Layla. Is there like a place where it seems like concentrated or no? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll moonbeam over there. And then now that she's a bear, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's going to attack whatever is closest to her, I guess. All right, so we got a bite. That's a whiff. It's going to taste bad. Yeah, yeah she's just kind of like, I don't know. That was. <laughs> Claws is 17 to hit. That's a hit. So six slashing, slashing right. damage to it. Yeah, so then you watch as it, uh, the bear just kind of goes on the offensive and just drives its claw in. And it looks like it got a little bit, but it doesn't seem like. If it noticed, it doesn't care. Paws all sticky now. You know, Vernon. Um, I'm going to charge the nearest bit of it and sort of like swing my sword or fling the flaming canvas at it. Uh, 22. Uh, how do you want? I don't know how to roll the damage since I'm not. Add a no. d6 for five. Okay. Oh, cool. 16. So you slash at that tendril and the 
flame erupts, and you watch as most of its tendrils suck back into itself, and it looks it looks like it's a skeleton of itself. The only portion that hasn't retracted is the one inside Harold. And then after that is its turn. It is going to first pull itself at you, Harold. So you watch the darkness. There's it's just a void. You're trapped in nothing. And then you see like this like this shine, like this this sheen of a uh, part of the tendril. And you can feel it still in your shoulder as it suddenly and the darkness stretches out some kind of form that you might not be able to see, but you can understand as it rushes forward and tries to engulf you. Five damage, Harold. As the moonbeam explodes, then Harold, you watch the room burst into light once again as some of it did crash into you. And it, what it tried to do is it tried to, once it was inside of your skin, it tried to expand. And then something must have stopped it because it kind of splats and scatters. The room exists once again. And for the rest of you, you watch as that moonbeam almost crashes into it and races along whatever tendrils it had left and destroys it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, Harold is like very beat up. And he holds his arm, and he probably just, like, falls to his knees. I'll uh, approach Sir Goblin and lay on hands. I'll hit him with a (laughs) (laughs) 10-piece. 10-piece. Yeah, and you feel, like, this kind of glow and this warmth, this light envelop you and kind of take care of you. Um, Oh, does that give me 10? Yeah, 10 hit points back. Yes. I am. I'm at 15 of 32. Um, then wow, the, you were really low. Yeah, <laughs> that last five damage was like, "Ooh, this might be a close one for Harold." Oh boy. <laughs> then, uh, oh boy, Barilla will come over to you. Barilla, Barilla. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just like and like lay a paw on you, and then slowly <laughs> turn back into Layla, and she'll cure wounds. Oh, that's the that. cutest cure wounds. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> Also terrifying, but also terrifying. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so that is eight damage. Or not damage. (laughs) 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 She just paused you a little too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Thought we were on the same team. (laughs) Yeah, and as they heal you, you can feel something inside of you sliver and then try to race itself throughout and up and down your body trying to find some sort of safety. It's retreating essentially what it feels like. And then you can feel it kind of gurgle up and then you watch as Harold (coughs) and spits up whatever remnants of this this sickly creature were in there. That's gross. Is that inside of of you? Pulses for a second and then it just looks like it's suffering. It looks like it's writhing and wriggling in pain. I'll and stomp then, on it. Wait, yeah. Are you really? Her- yeah, Harold immediately. <laughs> oh, no. like, what do you do? I was doing the it? opposite. No, no, like step <laughs> on it. You like he's like made like a I drink it up. No, it's that's it's like that's what I imagine its crushing sound would be like. Just to look on it on the ground, like hack it up and then just like put your boot in. Yeah, so you put your boot and it splatters and it's quiet for a second. And then there's an explosion 
but not from underneath your boot. It's the kind of shattering and explosion that you would think would rattle the building, but the building's fine. In fact, you're not even sure where it came from. You can hear it as if it happened right next to you, but you feel almost as much as you hear this like... Thanks for listening to Season 4, Episode 15. He's just pain. I want to thank all the musicians who have offered up their music for us to use for this episode. And once again, I want to thank Sirenscape for the music and sound effects that you hear in this episode. You can find links to everyone's work in the show notes. A super juicy sweet watermelon with a little bit of salt sprinkled on it? Forget about it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Welcome like, to cooking with the world walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really cooking? Just sprinkling. Uh, that's as far as I get in cooking. <laughs> I mean, you can grill watermelon. I've seen people do that. I'm going to tell you thing. how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Now you need two pieces of bread. <laughs> but what kind butter. of bread? What kind of bread? It, does, it doesn't matter. Wonder bread. No. Wonder two pieces bread. of cheese and a little bit of parmesan in the middle, and you're mm. ready parmesan. to go. Parmesan, really? Yeah, yeah, man, you got to do multiple cheese. It doesn't say it's a one cheese yeah, sandwich. Needs to be some no. sourdough bread. <laughs> No, grilled no, I cheese do all is... kinds of cheese. I, I just like not Parmesan. That's not one I usually do. I usually like get some cheddar in there. Everybody's got that old can of Parmesan in the back of the fridge. You got to use it for like something. The, like sprinkly, powdery shit. That's true. We have it just for Willow. That's the only way she'll eat spaghetti. Dude, I just use that two tonight slices for... of cheese with Parmesan in the middle. Fan freaking tastic. You're gonna like the like the powdery one. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I don't know if I'd want that on a grilled cheese though. It's good. I it's lo- cheese. I like how Callie is so unsure about it. Well, you like, got to try it. Parmesan. No, like, before next game, you got to try it. And then you got to tell us your I'm honest curious, results. I'm curious. I don't know about how I feel about that on a grilled cheese. It's way overpowered by the American cheese singles or the cheddar singles or whatever else All you're right, putting I'll on there. All right, I'll have to try it's it. It's just a hint. Okay, just like a little bit. That's not like, I mean, when you put Parmesan on your spaghetti, you don't taste a bunch of it. No, it's, it's just true, there to make you I, think you put cheese I mean, on sometimes, it. Sometimes, because I yeah, pour yeah. the shit out of that on my spaghetti. <laughs> Actually, Sorry. I was just using that tonight. We had Boom, Flavor Town. It's like, oops, I, oh no, I put too much. No, I didn't. I just like the idea that it, we all came in and it immediately just like rips Dyson in half. <laughs> no, he, we took care, he, uh, the we last took care thing of him. Threw, him, threw a couple walls and there was just like a pile of plumage. I do like, he just like still gets up and he just keeps getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Groundhog's Day. Yeah. He's, I'm okay. He's like the, the old man from, was it Hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Dang it.